0: Hello, my name's Ian Forth. Welcome once again to Sombrero Fallout, where we look at alternative music through the prism of intriguing themes. And on this edition of Sombrero Fallout, we'll be going all the way back to 1978, the year post-punk broke. We'll be hearing from uh, The Gang of Four, Magazine, Wire, Blondie, Talking Heads, Keith Hudson, The Clash, Public Image Limited, Subway Sec, The Cure, The Only Ones, The Mekons, Stiff Little Fingers. And to start us off, a tune you'll probably (laughs) recognise. Cox and ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have nice use of the double apostrophe there actually uh, nice to see that it's still still intact haven't quite lost sight of it yet have I ever fallen in love with someone I shouldn't have Hmm. unfortunately probably not uh, I don't actually have a great many skeletons in the closet perhaps that's something I'll I'll come to regret when I'm in the nursing home ringing furiously for Orbran I should have had perhaps a bit more of a misspent youth. 1978 then, uh, the year that post-punk broke. You'll also notice that I've got a pop filter on my microphone now, so I'm not uh, overwhelming you with the plosives on the P's anymore. Well, I very much hope not anyway. It's a slightly curious device, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sort of used to it. Okay, let's have a bit more music. Damaged Goods by The Gang of Four. And the reason I've chosen 1978 uh, is not just some random year from the past. Uh, there's a very specific reason. Uh, 76 and 77, punk rock had broken um, in the UK, certainly, and other places as well. And uh, yeah, a huge amount of energy had been expended uh, in, in, in punk, and it real shot in the arm to the music scene. But having sort of adapted that uh, attitude, a rather snotty attitude, it was a bit hard to know where to go after the three chord thrashes uh, after a year or so. the Question was what next? Uh, the Buzzcocks added the element of pop, if you like, to their music, and you heard that with Ever Fallen In Love. But what the Gang of Four were doing, uh, there's a couple of things there. They introduced um, a, a funk feel to punk, a sort of punk funk, which became hugely influential over time, bands like the Red, Red Hot Chili Papers inheriting uh, that, that, that feel and vibe don't hold that against the gang of four they also introduced if you like a non-romantic element to the lyricism if i can put it that way and that was almost a communist manifesto uh, with damaged goods and that sense of what's happening to punk where do we go next uh, was actually encapsulated in the following song shot by both sides (laughs)
1: She's what's real What I give her to understand is exactly what I
0: Scene. that's Howard Devoto's group the one he put together after he left the Buzzcocks there were other things afoot in 1978 uh, there was a band called Wire, for example who'd uh, slightly older than everybody else on the scene they produced a, a punk album excellent punk album called Pink Flag in 1977 at the height of punk and I'll certainly be playing tracks from that in the future but by the time 1978 had uh, come round They'd produced an art rock album classic in Chairs Missing. And here's a fantastic track from that album. No blind spots in the
2: leopard's eyes Can only help to jeopardize The lives of lambs the shepherd cry Listed glitch, then the clean room, a house gate.
0: first time in the sixth form centre at school someone else put it on I think my friend Peter Griffiths and uh, I really was quite blown away by it probably wondering what an outdoor miner is well Graham Lewis who's a member of the band was fascinated by a small little serpentine leaf insect called an outdoor miner the lyrics in the song uh, reflect the doings the life cycle of that particular insect they were uh, singing about insects over on the other side of the Atlantic Uh, personal relationships and songs about them hadn't quite died in the masterful or mistressful hands of the following band. female representation on this program which is woefully underrepresented represented but what i strongly urge you to do is go to episode one of sombrero fallout where there's an entire episode devoted to the uh, post-punk female icons of uh, british rock and uh very good it is too you can still go and see blondie you can still go and see the buzzcocks and Wire. And in fact you can actually still go and see david byrne <clears throat> who's appearing in a venue near you, no doubt, uh, at some point. I saw he was performing in Melbourne um, last year. And the following song is quite an interesting one. It's from the 1978 album, More Songs About Buildings and Food. And halfway through it, you can almost hear the jingly-jangly-jerky, post punky if you like, version of Talking Heads give way to, if you like, a rather more mature sound, which is going to find full fruition a couple of years later in the 1980 album, Uh, Remain in light. See what you think. I mean it's almost like there's a first half and the second half which parallels the gap between the 1970s and the 1980s there. Stay Hungry by Talking Heads you can very clearly hear the influence of producer uh, Brian Eno who went on to work on their next two Talking Heads albums as well Fear of Music and uh, remain in light over the next couple of years. Other things were happening in 1978 and Punk had been very open to reggae music and to dub music. There's some very fine dub music. We've only got time for one example uh, tonight, and uh, this is it. Then we'll go straight into uh, The Clash, who were very influenced by dub and reggae at that time, and a classic single from them. <laughs> money that's white man in hammersmith palais by the clash from 1978 before that you heard felt we felt the strain by the enormously influential keith hudson uh, ian curtis of joy division's favorite reggae artist ironic really that joe strummer of the clash should have been quite so keen to point out the hypocrisies of the new groups only obsessed with their new suits um, worrying about where punk was heading because for the clash anyway was heading out of the door pretty rapidly and it was only a few years later they would have picked up a hefty check for giving Levi's their song Should I Stay or Should I Go. However let us put all that to one side and consider the connection between those two songs. One of the great things that dub brought into the sounds of 1978 with those new groups was a sense of space uh, particularly in the bass guitar. And Jar Wobble of Public Image Limited got together with uh, Johnny Rotten, who became John Lydon, to form public, Public Image Limited, as I say. And, of course, their first single was called Public Image. Public Image Limited by Public Image, uh, a song that was to form the template, if you like, for all the experiments that Public Image were to uh, undertake over the next couple of years, culminating in the fruition of their magnificent Metal Box album, uh, from which I will be playing several tracks uh, over future episodes, uh, being one of the the two towering achievements of the post-punk movement if I can put it that way, along with probably Closer by Joy Division. And in fact, as you're just listening to those fluid bass lines from Jar Wobble, my friend Rajan is fulfilling a uh, a lifetime's um, ambition to play with uh, Jar Wobble. Well, not with him, supporting him on the same bill with his band Maroon Town. I must contact him and see how it went. Did I say the word ambition? i Mission by Subway Sect, Vic Goddard's band. Vic Goddard, one of the, the lost heroes of post punk. Next track I'm, I'm going to play. Seems to be some dispute about when it was actually released. Not much dispute. Nearly all the records seem to say 1977. But since it's so post punky rather than punky, I wanted to include it. Then I looked it up in uh, Simon Reynolds' post punk definitive volume rip it up and start again and he claims it was released in february 1978 so it's good enough for me <laughs> that's the spirit read about seymour by the swell maps and one of the fun things about going back in time is being able to cast your eye with the benefit of hindsight as to who was going to make it and who wasn't i would have thought the swell maps were just as likely as anybody else listening to that sounds full of energy and and ideas as does the next band but the next band turned out to be the cure
3: Trip, 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 trip,
0: 15 Saturday night by The Cure B-side I think of their first single from 1978. I've only actually ever met a, a handful. We probably count them on one hand, of uh, pop rock music stars. Robert Smith was one of them. I, I met him very very early on, about the time that that was released. Maybe a year or so later. Very pleasant chap he turned out to be, and we had a long chat at the bar before he went on and performed his very limited set to about a hundred people. The Associates were also on that bill. Great night out. I, I can tell my grandchildren about it. I can also tell you about it. Where are we? Oh, a little way to go. We've got three, three, three or four songs to go. As punk was giving way to Post Punk. Bands were growing up in public. The mecons band from Leeds, like the Gang of Four, who you heard earlier, released the previous year a song called Never Been In A Riot, which literally sounded as if they'd just been given their instruments the day before and given 24 hours to try to learn them and also come up with a song. But one year on, they're actually producing... Uh, some very decent music indeed One of the great things about post-punk was that uh, bands grew up very, very rapidly over the years, 78, 79, 80, splintered into all sorts of different directions. And uh, if you've heard the original Mekons from the year before, you could see just how fast they were growing up. One band that didn't need to grow up at all were the only ones who were much more proficient musically, so much so that by 1978, the first track on their album <coughs> featured a saxophone.
1: In the length of the ocean, I'd plumb the depths of every. It's
0: By the only ones and uh, once saw Robert Forster open one of his um, concerts with a lovely version of that and if you go and look up an early 90s album by Yola Tengo of cover versions they do a great version of it as well but I don't think we could leave an episode on 1978 and all the excitement and energy of post-punk on, sac- on a saxophone so let's leave you with this instead <laughs> Digital by Joy Division from a factory sample which also had John Dowie, Cabaret Voltaire and the Doretti column on it released on 24th of December 1978 and that's been the theme for tonight's episode of Sombrero Fallout aka the year that post-punk broke and I always imagine Joy Division looking at each other after they recorded that particular track and thinking oh my goodness gracious me we're going to be an amazing mythological group aren't we uh, digital, by the way, referring to the uh, sampler which Martin Hannett, the legendary producer, had brought into the studio and which he began to shake their sound and the, the legend that Joy Division became. So, that was that from Sombrero Fallout for another episode. Where will we go next time? I think, and this is the first time I've done this, so I might be able to promise you an episode of Politics and Protest next time round. So if that whets your whistle then uh, well, that's going to be very much the, the podcast for you thank you so much for listening we've got a, a veritable little library of Sombrero Fallout podcasts developing, you can get them on my website website sombrerofallout.com, you can get them on SoundCloud just put in Sombrero Fallout and podcast or do the same on iTunes and uh, you can have, get very much the same effect there I'm sure by now most of you will have heard all of them and, uh, if you haven't then do so immediately and do tell all your friends about it uh, because it's nice to know I'm not just shouting down a well here which I know from my stats that I'm not rambling on a bit tonight at the end of the show because uh, I'm coming in just under the hour mark coming up to 58 minutes a uh, bit of a luxury And set myself the hour what I thought I'd do is because if I had one or two requests uh, well, what is that theme music that you play? I might just hand over to Broken social scene there. The music, which is called Cause Equals Time. A little bit of time on our hands, and uh, we'll play that out for the rest of the programme. Thanks very much for listening, and good night.